Hello, and welcome to the Salisbury Pediatric Associate AudioCast Health and Wellness Newsletter. I'm your host, Dr. M, and this week we are on Volume 12, Issue Number 52, the last one of the year. It corresponds with the week of December 12th, 2022. This week we're going to talk about 12 years down. We're also going to look at zinc and the long-distance love bombs. So 12 years are gone. I've written 624 newsletters. Hard to imagine that I've been writing and audio casting for this long. So much has changed in the past 12 years since I began this journey of writing and learning. It's been, uh, as always in medicine, a humbling experience when you think you know something only to find out within five years, 10 years, what you were taught or what you thought are not correct. New data, new information, new science leads us to make new decisions and transform our teachings to a new paradigm of health, hopefully always ending up in the right direction, following Hippocrates, not doing harm, and moving in the direction for a patient to have immune solvency, health solvency, and frankly, longevity with good health. Don't want to be hooked up to tubes when we're dying at any age. So as we begin year 13, I want to focus more as always on prevention, but we're going to look at the brain a good bit this year as we begin the 13th volume of this newsletter. The guest this week on the podcast is number 35, Dr. Sheila Kilbane, who wrote the book, Happy Children, Happy Mothers. She and I spent a lot of time together in our early years learning about integrated medicine. So she's a fun person to talk to. She has her own clinic now in Charlotte. She does a ton of online education. So I think you'll really enjoy that conversation. All right, song of the week, Luke Bryan's I Don't Want This Night to End. Let's get into it, issue number 52. What we have learned in 12 years of newsletter writing. Number one. Protein intake is incredibly important for muscle growth and mitochondrial synthesis. Remember, mitochondria are the powerhouses of every cell in our body. It has to be a function of volume, not percentage of food taken in. 1.5 grams per kilo of weight or 0.68 grams per pound is what we should be looking at. For a 70-pound child, that would equate to about 47 grams per day. The type of protein is important for absorption and synthesis. Animal proteins contain all the essential amino acids necessary for protein growth. Plant proteins are functional, but would require higher volumes by roughly 20 to 35% in order to make up the full volume of protein necessary as compared to plant-based proteins. There is a podcast about to come up, number 38, with Dr. Don Lehman that goes deep into this topic. So stand by. We're going to get a lot of information to you about protein intake because it is critical to long-term health and, in general, all, all years of life. Number two, washing your hands for 20 seconds is the key to reducing the transmission of all noxious pathogenic microbes. This needs to be reinforced in everybody. It's just good old soap, people. You don't need any fancy hand sanitizers with chemicals and potentially toxins in them. Just get good old soap good old lie, and put it on your hands and let it sit there for 20 seconds. Time kills most bugs for their ability 
to do any damage to us is disrupted by the soap hurting their cell membranes. As always, avoid touching your face during the day just in case you have picked up something in between hand washing. But as always, encourage your children to soap up, lather well, sit there for 20 seconds, and then rinse. It's not a big deal. 20 seconds of your life for potentially preventing infections is a good thing. Remember, this does not mean you're not getting exposures. Everybody gets exposures all day long, right? We do this. But the volume of exposure triggers disease. So the more virus you put in your body, especially if you pick your nose or do something of that nature with it on your finger or rub your eye, there's a potential you will get sick. And getting sick generally is not a good thing. Number three, grief is real. Learning to handle grief is a critical aspect of human aging and longevity. To be swallowed by grief or trauma in any way is to allow life to control you instead of you accepting and existing within life's playbook, good and bad alike. Humans that I've spoken to over the past half century that rise above grief and trauma have a level of acceptance, positivity, and industriousness about their future. That is a playbook worthy of reading. Grief hit me hard this year, as we all know, and I've had to learn a lot. So, in learning, you can teach. That's part of the process. Medicine has always been that way. See one, do one, teach one. And as I go through my life, everything I learn, I prefer to teach. Number four, COVID is a tricky little creature that is mostly a nuisance for humans that are not ill at baseline from an inflammatory chronic disease perspective. Mutability is the norm and likely will remain so for this virus moving forward. Our job remains to control that which is controllable, our nutrition, our sleep, our stress responses, our exposures, and our movement. Focus here first and worry about pathogens second. Again, immune solvency is the key to any aspect of human health. You will run into viruses. I don't care if you wash your hands perfectly. You're still going to get sick somewhere along the way. Somebody will cough in your face. You will be in a room with somebody with COVID for a long enough time to get sick. The key is, are you immune solvent enough to handle it in the right form of health? This is a big deal. So maintain your focus on yourself, your immune solvency, eating well, exercising, sleeping well, taking care of yourself, avoiding toxins, blah, 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 blah. It is a big deal. Number five. Schools underperformed throughout the last two-year pandemic cycle, leaving our most vulnerable children behind in the most important statistic, education. Without a proper education, humans invariably struggle in every society since the dawn of time. We must make their education a massive priority moving forward. This is a big deal. Number six, the immune system is becoming ground zero for most of our most serious diseases of aging. For most of us, human history we have seen humans struggle to maintain adequate immunity to prevent pathogens from killing us. This is due to inadequacy of food exposure, right? So we didn't have enough food back in the old days. Potential for extreme temperature exposures that could have put us in an immune insolvent state. Many other things, exposure to toxins, could have flipped somebody if you're working in a factory where you are on chemicals all the time. But it'll put you at risk for infections, right? A lot of people died of that stuff. Then the advent of sanitation, the advent of antimicrobials, and the advent of vaccines flipped this narrative incredibly. Now infectious disease is a very, very small problem in human health. But 
That then led to a completely different narrative around lifestyle habits that are driving dysfunctional immune activity that now is leading toward immune insolvency, which is leading to autoimmune attack, cancer, inflammation, or degeneration, and all of these other things that are happening. These are reversible problems if they're not too far down the path of damage to our perfect tissue. But ultimately, these are reversible in the early stages if we make the right choices. Number seven, music is the lifeblood of joy for much of society. Keep engaging in your musical joy. Keep playing the music that feeds your soul and happiness. Share that love and passion with music with your kids. Encourage instrument playing and growth of the musical part of their brain. Let them listen to what they want to listen to, but also encourage them to listen to things that are not what they're used to. Expand that way of being, doing, listening. But I highly, highly encourage you to encourage your kids to play an instrument. There is very little in my life that has been as joyful as continually to sit down on the drum set as I've aged and just play. Not for anybody in particular, frankly, just playing for myself almost all the time. And I'm grateful that my parents let me play drums when I was in the fourth grade. It wasn't easy for them, I guarantee you. Number eight, exercise continues to be one of the top three daily decisions that leads to a healthy outlook and an improved immune system. Walk more, run more, bike more. Frankly, just move more. Choose the stairs instead of the escalator. Choose the stairs instead of the elevator. Choose to park a little bit farther away in the parking lot so you don't have to cram your car in between other people or have all those issues and walk the distance. Simple things make a difference in the long run. Every study that shows longevity in humans living longer with good health again, not bad health, shows that these people move often daily and consistently. Number nine, the more that I learn and the less that I truly know. Blinders of medical belief and protocols of care are not useful in general. I am not a big fan of them. Protocols and ideas about how to take care of patients are there for the using as a baseline of understanding. But they can't be so rigid that you can't think outside the box because everybody's a little different. And that which works perfectly for 80% doesn't work perfectly for the 10% on each side of the bell curve. The COVID pandemic and subsequent medicalization of healthcare decisions, in my mind, needs a redo. We need to have a phase shift in medicine that empowers each person as an N of one to be primarily involved in reaching their personal health goals of longevity, disease avoidance, and balance. And that needs to be with the care provider involved in the decision-making as an N of one. Again, Having protocols is not a bad idea for understanding the basics, but they can't be so rigid that we treat people all the same because, as you can see, none of us are the same. Number 10, so many great podcast guests to learn from. This year, we learned from specialists in the fields of obesity research, men's health, brain science, COVID, long COVID, metabolism, behavior, constipation, milk intolerance, ADHD, inflammatory bowel disease, and the microbiome. New topics will be infection-induced brain disorders, protein intake, words and relationship, epigenetics, teenagers, and much more. Above all, 
keep your heart and mind positive while you change to be your best self while supporting your children in all things. Keep hugging and loving your children to health and success. Here's to year 13 coming up and teaching us. Section 2. Zinc. Zinc is the second most abundant mineral on Earth, after iron, and is critical for many biological processes. Zinc exists in a 2-plus state and is not sensitive to redox reactions, making it an ideal cofactor for enzymatic activity of cells that turn over rapidly like skin, gut, and immune. For this reason, it is often used in the cell and needs to be provided an adequate volume for normal function of cells. Zinc must be actively transported into the cell for action to occur, leaving humans needing zinc transporters for optimal function. Defects in these transporters can lead to serious diseases like acrodermatitis and teropathica. Zinc also acts as a cell signaling molecule in insulin actions and glucose homeostasis as well as neurotransmission. Deficiencies of zinc lead to the following symptoms, diarrhea, hair loss, hepatic inflammation, immune dysregulation, delayed wound healing, neuropsychological changes such as mood and energy. Loss of normal taste can also occur. Insufficiency states are associated with similar but less traumatic issues. We find that kids who are sick all the time or have chronic diaper rashes often have insufficient volumes of red blood cell zinc as tested. So we supplement. Single nucleotide polymorphisms in zinc transporters are associated with low zinc levels and with diabetes, mood disorders, and cardiovascular issues and more. Zinc sources are animal meats, eggs, seafood, especially shrimp and other crustaceans. Zinc, as with most minerals, are less bioavailable from plant-based sources like whole grains and legumes due to their high content of fiber and phytates that inhibit absorption of zinc in the gut and other minerals. When we test in the office, we do test a RBC or red blood cell label zinc, which is a longer time-based marker of zinc volume in the bloodstream. We aim for a minimum of 1,200 micrograms per deciliter. Supplementing with zinc picolinate is our current therapeutic choice, as well as increasing zinc-containing whole foods. The take-home point, folks, is this. All minerals are important to function at optimal levels. Maintain adequate whole food mineral intake as laid out in these articles. If insufficiency states, as discussed, show up, test levels and treat them accordingly. In the newsletter on SalisburyPediatrics.com, you can click the links to the Physiological Reviews, Nature Medicine, or Oregon State's website, as discussed. Section 3. Long-Distance Love Bombs. What are they? According to Dr. Jeremy Goldberg, they are acts of verbal and written kindness sent out to the masses for the stated purpose of promoting and growing kindness and happiness. Don't you just love that? Me? Yeah, I do. For that reason, I am interviewing him this week for the podcast to really dive deep into the reasoning of word choice, the effects of that choice in the relationship and how anger bludgeons this process. His words, you are the Indiana Jones of your soul. In the hole below the surface that holds the happiness you seek, practice emotional archaeology. Dig deep down into the heart of the hurt, but be gentle, tender. Handle yourself with care. And most importantly, don't ever forget, there's a treasure in there. Wow, what a way of saying to us all to search within for our traumas and to right those ships to avoid letting our triggered past reflect in our future and present action relationship. He also wrote, quote, The four most important words you'll ever see are these. Just trust in shit. Just trust in shit and believe. 
Life will happen in such random, fantastic, and fabulous ways that you'll look back and laugh at the dots you connect, and you'll learn your missteps are still an important part of the dance. So dance, shimmy and shake, and groove and glide around the nightclub of your life. And even when the tunes sound harsh and horrific, even when your moves feel dull and neglected, even when your feet hurt and your soul is sore, even when you can't keep up anymore, and your mind mistakes the music for madness, well, you've just got to feel it. It's trust in shit. End quote. Derek Sivers and Jeremy Goldberg share a common desire to use words in limited volume to inspire change in action and happiness. To display and guide thought through text is beautiful. Write today, folks. Write anything. Write it positively and then give it away to inspire another to have a better day. I love that. Please do it. Do something today. All right, that's it for this week. The wrap-up of year 12 volume 12 and all that's been said and written have a great day as always hug those kids you are loved remember that the information provided in this newsletter podcast audio cast is for educational and informational purposes only it is not a substitute for advice and treatment provided by your physician or other healthcare professional and it is not to be used to diagnose or treat a health issue and does not constitute the formation of a provider-patient relationship. Have a great day.